Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and TorontoMotorsports.com. Who do we have for an episode of Catching Up With? We have a guy by the name of Ernie Francis Jr., who, I don't know, Ernie, I, I hate to say that it feels like you've been the best-kept secret in North American road racing for quite a while. And then you go ahead and kind of sort of fix that a little bit by winning on a short oval. (laughs) The place where you haven't spent the majority of your very young career honing your craft. You're a 47-time Trans Am champion at the age of like 23, which is ridiculous and we need to get into here in a moment. But just thought it'd be great to catch up with you a little bit, Ernie, and learn more about you. Let folks who are getting to know you a little bit for the first time, a little bit of a deeper background about you. So why don't we start there? Why don't you tell us about where you grew up, uh, your people, who you grew up with and around, and where racing came into your world? Oh, yeah, it's great to be on with you. Yeah, it's been uh, an interesting year, a lot going on this year. But yeah, started my racing career uh, when I was basically uh, four years old. Um, my dad had got, gotten me a, uh, a go-kart. Uh, you know, we live down in South Florida, so uh, we had like Homestead Miami Speedway. There was a go-kart track there, and up at uh, Palm Beach International Raceway, there was another go-kart track. Um, and you know, my dad had always raced. I grew up, um, at the racetrack watching him doing club racing and, and, um, he would race SCCA club. He, he had driven formula Atlantics, uh, and then sports cars. Um, so I had always grown up around the racetrack, uh, seeing what was going on. So as soon as I was four years old, able to go out there and start racing go-karts, he got me one and, you know, practiced around the driveway for a little bit and then went out to, uh, went out to Homestead and started racing. And ended up doing uh, go-karting from when I was four until I was 12 years old. And then, um, you know, we decided uh, to try to make the switch into racing cars. So I uh, got into a spec Miata and uh, raced that for a few years. Um, oh. And then when I turned 15, we ended up um, hearing about World Challenge going on with the new with that touring car B-Spec class with little small hatchbacks, uh, Mazda 2s, Honda Fits, uh, Mini Coopers. Um got into that series and won the inaugural race at Coda with it and uh, ended up finishing, I believe it was either second or third in the championship the first year. Um, and that was kind of the start of my professional racing career uh, adventures into pro road course racing, I guess you could call it. Um, the year after that went into starting to do Trans Am racing in some of the lower divisions in the TA4 classes and then also started racing uh, in, in touring car and GTS and World Challenge. Raced that for a few years, uh, one rookie of the year honors, few races, uh, finished in the, in top three in points and then won our first championship in Trans Am. We've won seven championships since then in Trans Am. The last four have been in the, uh, top class in TA. Um, but yeah, my whole career has been sports car racing basically. So, I mean, open wheel racing and stock car racing, short track racing has been really something that I've never been able to do. I uh, never had the opportunity to do. And this year has been a big eye-opener for me racing in the FR America series and in open wheel. And then now with SRX doing these short tracks and even racing on dirt, I've been uh, kind of <laughs> trying everything that I can and, uh, you know, race, racing everything and everything. So uh, it's been it's been awesome. You've been busy, and that's the thing that I love, Ernie, because if I'm thinking back to the last, hey, here might be a thing that could launch him upwards a little bit was when uh ford 
decided to go and pursue victory again at Le Mans, put together its IMSA uh, GT Le Mans effort and such. And this factory Ford program, I know that you got to be around it a little bit. And, you know, there, there was hope that your success in Trans Am, uh, obviously representing uh, Ford Mustang, at least through body work there, there was hope that Ford might be able to help take you upward a little bit. And you did get a chance to be in and around some of that stuff. But it does feel like, though, now a few years later, Ernie, that you're gaining momentum and earned momentum, right? Something where, as you mentioned, all the success that you continue to have in Trans Am. Now, thanks to Tony Perella uh, branching out into Formula Regional Americas, most folks are familiar with uh, the Road Indy well-established ladder. This is kind of the alternate to that. Let's talk a little bit about this learning aspect, though, because you're growing up as a kid with a dad racing Formula Atlantics, like that's the coolest thing ever, first of all. But uh, you've ended up spending a lot of your time, majority of your time in racing with a roof over your head. Uh, tell me about getting into or back to maybe the open wheelish type routes this season and having a lot to learn about downforce and all kinds of stuff. And then uh, after that, we'll talk a little bit about this short track dirt and you name it type stuff with SRX. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, over the years I've been trying all different kinds of, of race cars um, back to the four uh, GT GTLM thing with, with, uh, with Chip Ganassi. Yeah, I had, I had actually tested their Ford GT at Daytona. Um, they let me drive it during the Michelin tire test. And, you know, it was an incredible opportunity there and wish it could have worked out into something, but it was going into the final year of their program um, in the U.S. And it just didn't work out. They already had drivers in line for their contract deal. Um, but, yeah, that was kind of like my first real intro to a higher downforce sports car was actually driving that. Um, other than that, I've really not been in much uh, open-wheel cars. I had done one test with the Indy Lights team, uh, Schmidt-Peterson. I had done one test with them in their Indy Lights car at Sebring on the short course, and that was my first ever time driving an open-wheel car, and that was about three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, and then now, you know, this year, this, this year I won the scholarship through Tony Perella and Perella Motorsports Holdings to, uh, to race in FR Americas in the in basically the the US F3 championship and it's been a big year of learning for me trying to figure out how to drive those cars cuz it is so different than our Trans Am cars. I mean, we're talking a 1000 pounds lighter, you know, a third of the horsepower, but a ton more downforce. And it's crazy because these cars will run the same lap times everywhere we go. Every track we've been to, we're, we're running the same times within a second of each other in and Trans Am that and in speed FR. Very di- and, in very and, different ways. And it, it, is, it is doing the lap time totally different than how the other car will. So it's been it's been a steep learning curve. You know, we've we've struggled a little bit at the start. It's a it was a brand new car. The car got delivered about two weeks before the first race. Everyone else in the series got to do preseason testing about a month or two before the season started. Our first test was at the first race. Um, it was new to the team. The team had never worked on the car before. Um, the engineers we had were are brand new. They're just out of school. So it's, you know, we, we've all been kind of learning as we go, and we've gotten better and better every race weekend uh, leading up to mid-Ohio two weeks ago um, where we really put together a strong run and actually won our first race in FR. Um, started the race in fifth, got to second at the start, 
and then took the lead and, and led the whole race from then on. Um, so that was a really incredible feeling to finally break through and, and you know, get that first win in an open wheel car um, and feel like we, we, ta- we took a big step in the right direction um, on setup and in my own driving, figuring out how to, how to run those. And I think uh, it's going to be even better for the next one. Why don't we stay here for a second, Ernie? So mutual friend, old friend of mine, uh, Willie T. Ribs, rang after your victory in SRX. And he said, admittedly, he didn't know a lot about you beforehand. But getting to know you in the series as a rival, uh, you name it, getting to see your uh, work ethic, your talent, all those things on display on the same track with him, really opened his eyes and created massive respect for you. And to go with that, Willie T made it very clear that, hey, I love what's happening now, say, with what Roger Penske's doing with his Race for Quality and Change program. Created a, a USF 2000 effort under the Force Indy banner, wanting to promote uh, young African-American talent. Willie said, look, I love Miles Rowe, who's the first driver as a part of that program. Want to see him continue. Nothing negative there. But he also said, Ernie is a battle-hardened pro who is learning open wheel really for the first time seriously. But if we're just talking miles and advancement and preparation, Ernie's years ahead. I'd love to see him get a chance on the road to Indy with Roger or another team maybe get to IndyCar one day. Ernie feels like the kid who's closest to being there. Those are Willie T. Ribs' dreams, Ernie. Uh, I don't want to transpose his desires for you, but does any of that resonate with you? Would you like to explore and see if you could add to your open-wheel experience, move up that ladder, and maybe one day get to IndyCar? I think I definitely would. You know, it's never been something that was on my radar before. Being a sports car driver growing up, you know, we didn't have the funding to go and put me into the road to Indy or, or an open wheel car in general to go race out there. So you never, never really had those opportunities and never thought that I would. Um, this past year, you know, racing in FR, it's really been an incredible opportunity where I can, where I can learn and, and figure out, you know, if I like doing it because it's so much different than, you know, closed wheel racing. Um, and I found that I really like it a lot. You know, the downforce is fun. It, it's cool to race with it. Um, and the cars are just so incredible to drive. And it's a cool feeling being like, you know, you sit so low in those cars and, and you know, you can see the wheels and you, you, you feel like you're more part of it than when you're driving like a normal sports car. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that I'd love to pursue those opportunities if something op- opens up there. Um, you know, I've, I've watched the Indy 500 the past few years growing up i've watched it a bunch of times and and i'll sit down and watch it every year whenever whenever it comes on and, I, and i'll watch indy car races at certain tracks that i want to see um but yeah i definitely think that there is some desire there to go and do that and and if the opportunity arises with either uh roger penske or something in a development role or 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 in the in the road to indy ladder i think i'll definitely take that opportunity and, and run with it why don't we switch over to SRX, Ernie, because this is yet another avenue for you to learn, explore, develop your racing skills. It's also, I would guess, a pretty darn good networking uh, development aspect as well. 
there are some serious names in charge of creating the series, supporting it, the folks that you're racing against. The ratings have been excellent on CBS, so you know there are a lot of folks getting to learn uh, about the Ernie Francis Jr. experience on top of the uh, SRS, SRX experience. Tell us a little bit about this, man, because it seems like from the outside, we can throw you into anything. Uh, a rowboat, shopping cart, doesn't matter. You're going to figure it out and find your way forward. Tell us about this process, man, because it's a different world, but you seem to be thriving in it. Yeah, I've, I've always said, you know, a race car is just a car and, uh, you know, a track's a track and I can learn learn on anything. But yeah, this SRX uh, series that I've been racing in this year had to be, I, I think, the biggest opportunity that I've had in my career so far. Um, there's nowhere else where, you know, a relatively unknown road course driver in Trans Am can go head to head, wheel to wheel with guys like Tony Stewart, Elio Castroneves, Tony Kanan, uh, Bobby Labonte. I mean, these are guys that are legends of the sport, guys that are very well respected and guys that I've looked up to uh, and, you know, watched videos of and studied and, and, you know, just been a fan of over the years. So now to get the opportunity to race with them and try and prove myself on track with them, it's been absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a lot different because as you know, SRX doesn't run on road courses this year. It's been all short tracks and two dirt ovals. So it has been something very tough for me to learn. You know, at the start of the season, I was kind of worried about that. Knowing that I don't have that background there, I didn't know how I was going to do, how I was going to perform out there. You know, you want to try to perform at the highest level. You want to win. Um, that's why we all do this. We're all super competitive. Um, so going out there to the first race, I didn't really know what to expect. And I think I surprised myself a little bit and just tried to pick up on it as much as I can. Um, trying to just be a sponge, learning off of what these guys talk about, learning um, from any advice that they give me. And, you know, these guys have been super helpful. Uh, like Tony Stewart, for example, has been super awesome. He's He's been so helpful with me with uh, throughout everything with this year, with all these uh, all the races we've been to with SRX, uh, giving me a bunch of tips and, and, and advice for what, what we've been doing. Um, and it's just been a great learning curve, I mean, to try and own my short track racing skills on a variety of different kinds of short tracks. Um, you know, places like Slinger last weekend, you know, quarter mile, mile oval with high banking. And then, you know, the weekend before we're at, uh, Lucas oil IRP. That's a, you know, a faster, a uh, little over a half mile racetrack where we're actually carrying some decent speed around there. So it's been, you know, just trying to adapt to everything we've been doing. Um, and just trying to figure it out as we go. Last quick thing for you, Ernie. I mean, I've been mentioning for years now and many have, so I am by no means unique, but uh, there, there's been a, a sub cult of folks who've been saying, man, this kid's got something. I hope more people step up, pay attention, you know, place a phone call, extend an offer to come test or drive this or do something. Maybe it's too soon. You'll, I don't know. You'll tell us but SRX only been going for what a month now, whatever it is. So it's not like there's been a huge amount of time, but as I said in the open, you've been one of the best-kept secrets in terms of young American talent. Have you seen or felt anything that might be changing a little bit in that regard, maybe with uh, SRX or even the, the FRA open-wheel stuff you've been doing? You're at least getting a yeah, feel I, that I, more I, folks are, are wanting to see you do bigger and better things. 
Yeah, I think the I think the opportunities are there, and I think they'll they'll be coming as we, you know, get more towards the off season and people start looking for what they're going to be doing for the next season. Um, we've had some opportunities. A uh, big one for me was uh, the CEO of Camping World had reached out to me on Twitter and asked if I'd want to do a truck race. Um, so we've been in contact with him trying to set something up there to see if I can I can get out there and do a NASCAR truck race. Um, hopefully, something on the open wheel side works out too. Um, we'll see what happens in the next few weeks, see if any, uh, any doors open up there, but yeah, I mean, the opportunity is there and I, and I think I've proven myself, um, that I can drive different things, whether somebody wants to throw me in on a road course, throw me in on a dirt race or throw me in on a, on an oval, I can, I can figure it out and, and adapt to it and be pretty fast. So hoping that those opportunities will pay off there, but I mean, we're just so excited for where we are right now in, in the SRX series and that's my main focus right now is just getting through this, uh, this next weekend at Nashville, you know, we're sitting second in points, which, um, I mean, I didn't think we'd get that far uh, going, uh, going into it. So to be second in points behind Tony Stewart, I mean, we're ahead of Marco Andretti, Elio Castroneves, Bobby Labani are some of the guys that are like directly behind me in points to, to be ahead of them after five races is incredible. And I, and if we can end this season being in that top three in points, I think that really shows a lot for me as a driver on just being consistent as well. Um, being able to run, you know, these races are tough and, and, you know, we're beating and banging on the out there and to be able to have consistent finishes that keeps you in the points run, I think is really important. And I'm trying to, uh, trying to do that as we go. I'm going to be so pissed if we lose you to NASCAR, Ernie, but it would mean <laughs> that you're making good money and you'll have a great career and lots of folks will come to love you. Just saying, man, I just want to keep you in the road racing world. You know, ovals yeah, too. I, I, listen, listen, road course racing has always been my goal um, to make it to the top levels of road course racing. I've always said that, you know, my goal races is, you know, 24 hours of Daytona, 24, uh, 24 hours of Le Mans uh, to run Sebring uh Nürburgring you know all those big road course endurance races those have always been my goal dream races to go and compete in um so I think no matter what I want to be out there and run those races and whether it takes a few years in NASCAR to get hooked up with a manufacturer to go and do that um I'm willing to do that I, I think I'll race anywhere um as long as it has four wheels and a steering wheel I'm ready for it and 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 happy to go and do it um but Definitely road course racing, endurance racing will always have my heart. And I think that's where I'd like to end up eventually. I love it. And you're getting oval experience too, if and when we get to see you on the road to Indy or IndyCar as well. So you're putting in good work, my man. I'm really happy for you. And yeah, cannot wait to see how the uh, SRX season ends up and where you land in the championship there. So <sighs> yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be exciting. You know, this past weekend at Slinger, it was, uh, you know, I put up a post and I said it was like, uh, it was like a Saturday night SmackDown out there. I mean, people were <laughs> racing all out. There was tons of contact. Me and Paul Tracy getting into it. Paul Tracy and the Wall. Paul, Paul Tracy and Haley Deegan. A lot of Paul Tracy out yes. there, actually. Yes. That the, <laughs> but, uh, he uh, he apparently doesn't like receiving the Chrome horn he delivered for decades. Yeah, he so. definitely does not like being on the receiving end of it. But uh, hopefully, uh, you know, we're all made up by, uh, by the time we get to Nashville. Um, I'm looking to try and just put on a good show out there for the fans. I think it's been incredible, the reception that SRX has gotten this year. Um, and just the, the fans that I've received or that I've gained over the, over the SRX season over these past five races is incredible. Like we went out to Slinger this past weekend 
and there were kids walking around with my t-shirts on and that was something that was pretty cool to see um and i tried to spend as much time as i could out there with the fans uh signing autographs taking pictures with them i walked through the uh walked through the grandstands about an hour before the race wow. and uh, just to go see people and, and hang out with them for a little bit and, uh, you know, stayed after the race. Um, right after the race, you know, they had let all the fans come up to where the cars were in the, in the paddock. And I think I was one of the last drivers out there just taking pictures with the fans and just hanging out with them for a little bit. Cause I'm trying to just grow, grow that fan base. And, and, you know, I'm, I've, I've grown up around it and, and I've been fans of motorsport. You know, I've been to races as a fan and, now I'm racing cars myself out there, so I understand what they feel like, and they want to meet the drivers that are out there. So I try to be as open as I can with them to, uh, to give them that opportunity. Tell folks, Ernie, where they can follow you on social media, connect with you, and whatnot. Yep, you guys can uh, all give me a follow on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, just search up at Ernie Francis Jr. You'll see every, everything there. Um, so you can follow me, uh, follow me on, on my socials there. And then a website as well, erniefrancisjrracing.com. Look at that. Ernie, thanks for spending some time. Thanks again to Cooper Tires, who sponsor, by the way, the Road to Indy. So a little bit partial there and wanting to get you to Road to Indy here in the near future. But thanks to uh, Cooper Tires of Justice Brothers and TorontoMotorsports.com. And look forward to speaking with you soon.